We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for May 25th, 2015. And uh, today's study is going to be pretty much dedicated study on a lot of the recent reports regarding the pedophilic and lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender issues, uh, legislation, things that have happened, a, uh, really like a snapshot of the last, oh, I'd say, anywhere three to four months of all of the really aggressive things. Because this, <laughs> this isn't just something to like talk about or report on. This is something that there is a very, very wicked, militant, evil agenda afoot with this particular subject. And the way the militant, hardcore, lesbian, gay, transsexual, whatever, that whole movement would like to make it is for Christianity to be totally outlawed. Where you will be in jail just for your beliefs. Or you will have to... Um, capitulate and cave in and give in to whatever demand the Sodom and Gomorrah devils want to impose upon you, just like they did in Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, they weren't, I mean, if you think about Sodom and Gomorrah, you think about the story of Lot, it, it didn't look like they were really interested in being politically correct in the end there with that story. You know, I mean, wanting to be with an angel that had come into the city so bad that even when they were struck dead, they, they or struck blind, they groped for the door to find him so that they could be with him. That is the logical end conclusion when you let this whole perverted, disgusting, unbiblical, ungodly lifestyle take precedent in a country where this small fraction of the population imposes their will on the other 95 plus percent. And this is where we find ourselves. And unfortunately, the people in high political office are absolutely on board with this agenda as well. And we're going to be looking at taking an in-depth look at look at this subject today and from from a prayer standpoint to know how to to pray against this as well because uh, when looked at in totality it's just <laughs> i mean unbelievable now the first report and I, i've got a lot of scripture peppered in through here so that we're going to be going over a lot of scripture that relates to this as well because i don't want this to just be about these reports, I want it to be about what what does the Bible say? And this is why I believe they will try to outlaw, at first it'll be the King James Bible, and then they're probably going to try to end up outlawing any Bible that would have any type of derogatory stance against the, uh, the gays. So, <clears throat> liberals pressing to make pedophilia legal in preparation for Sharia law in America. Now, I'm not saying with the doorstep of Sharia law in America. Okay, But again, if we have to look at things and bring them to their logical conclusion, when you look at a movement, whether it's the lesbian, gay, transsexual, bisexual agenda, whether it's ISIS, the most radical sects of Islam, where would they, in their mind, like to see themselves as a movement five, ten, whatever years from now? If they were able to pull off. And, and then you have to look at, are they having success moving in that direction? Or are they being defeated consistently? I don't see any consistent defeats regarding Islam. Our, our whole government's infiltrated with them now, thanks to Obama. He's made sure that he's installed them in all types of high positions. Even in things like Homeland Security and things of that nature. Uh, surely, huge advancements in the gay agenda, and we're going to be looking at that today. So it would be one thing if they, were, if they weren't making any progress or they weren't actually moving in that direction. But when we see massive progress towards wickedness, towards evil, 
that's when you have to really start thinking, you know, hey, this is a problem, and this is a problem that's obviously not going away. So I'm going to, at the end, we're going to be looking at more some proactive things we can do regarding this, because there has been some progress made recently, and um, I want to get into that as well, so we can kind of end on a high note, because this is this is a, a another, you know, really heavy duty, uh, just looked at on its surface, pretty depressing subject, but um, so we want to kind of end on a high note. So anyway, this report starts out, months ago I wrote a piece on the perversions of Islam. I had to begin with a warning. I know what the greater percentage of readers of, this is um, Now the End Begins, I guess this link is from, uh, this website. I know that they're a Christian, and the content of the article was so disgusting, I told people to stop reading if they could not handle knowing what Muslims do. Uh, it's all from the Quran and their other unholy writings, okay, like the Hadith and these others. Muhammad literally wrote the book on perversion. Okay, so if you don't want to hear this part now, then just, I don't know, skip ahead 10 minutes. Or if you have children, you know, maybe get them out of the room. Um, the thing is, is I could sit here and act as though this doesn't exist and hide it, but what justice does that do to like the little children that this is being done to? Is it better that we don't know about it so that no prayer at all would potentially go up? Because that's how the typical 501c, 501c3 corporate church would handle this subject. They would never talk about it. Now, I'm not saying that because I think I'm better, but Typically, this is a subject where, that a normal mainline denomination church wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. It's politically incorrect. They're going to say it's this, it's that. And then it's like, okay, well, so we're just going to ignore the wickedness. We're going to ignore the evil, which then gives that wickedness and evil a license to flourish even further. We'll not pray about it because we don't even know about it. We'll be ignorant of Satan's devices lest... He getting advantage of us, like the Bible talks about. Yes, we'll be destroyed for lack of knowledge, and we're not going to pray for any of those people in those positions. I, I don't see how that's biblical. C call me nutty. I just don't see how that is biblical. So, again, I gave the little warning, the disclaimer there. Now I'm going to get into just this part. I'm not, this isn't like going to be the whole study. It's just the very first part. He said, I wrote the practice of Islamic female genital mutilation. I also wrote about a grown, and, and that's where they generally mutilate their little girls you know and it, that is just so evil and horrific and sickening and painful and they do it without anesthesia and they do it with razor blades and it is so i can't even comprehend the wickedness and evilness of islam just on that one point alone i can't even comprehend it how could you do that to your little girl it, it does not compute Okay, oh, it's pleasing to Allah. Oh, good, Allah, the devil, moon, god, fallen angel that you all worship, all you, you pagan Islamic devils worship. That's the one, okay, because we got to make him happy, you know. Surely the God of the Bible, the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the first and last, would never condone such a thing as that, ever. Goes without saying. But see, Allah, because he's wicked, because Muhammad was wicked and a pedophile, well then, you expect if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If this is the foundation of their religion, well then they're going to emulate their founder, Muhammad. So, he goes on to say, I also wrote about grown men having sex or foreplay with girls younger than nine years old. Oh yes, even the Ayatollah Khomeini summed up the guidelines. Now, I've told you this story about him, I'm not going to repeat it again. Uh, he's just one of them. Summed up the guidelines of how men are to derive sexual pleasure with young girls and boys, according to their book. Now, this is straight out of their own writings. This is not stuff I'm making up. This is not hearsay. This is something that if you put in front of a Muslim, he could try all day to deny it, but it's, it's the facts, okay? The whole book's up online. They actually give you a link here you can click on and see all the things this devil, this one devil wrote about Islam, who was the considered, you know, the highest guy in um, Islam at the time, Ayatollah or whatever. He says, 
A man can have sexual pleasure from a child as young as a baby. However, I'm quoting now, he, however, he should not penetrate vaginally, but sodomizing the child is acceptable. So, anal intercourse is fine, is what he's saying. That's fine. For a little baby. Okay, see, this is Islam. I would love to have this, this quote on a billboard and, and, or, or on the, the church flyers that go out in all the 501c3 corporate lukewarm churches across America. And I'm not condemning them all. I'm, I'm just saying the majority. And see how, you know, try this one on for size. What do you think about this congregation? You think Islam's a religion of peace? You, 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 how, what, do you, what do you think about it now? How many Christians have to be beheaded? How many little girls have to have the genitals mutilated? How many little little boys and little girls need to be raped and sodomized? How many uh, Christian and, and women need to be sold into sex slavery? Are people butchered? You know. So sodomizing the child is acceptable. If a man does penetrate and damage the child, then he should be responsible for her sustenance all her life. Oh boy, what a guy. What a guy. You know, to, to throw that in there at the end or whatever. So, I mean, Taylor made the point. She's like, how is this legal? <laughs> well, hey, when, you, when you're in a, a country, this is Sharia law. Okay, this is what they want Sharia law to be. So see, you're right. Technically, even though I'm sure this is going on in America and elsewhere... Technically, it's not um, legal yet, but see, this is the whole point of this whole study. To show you that we're moving in this direction. See, Satan can never get enough. There, it's, Think of Satan like a fire. You can't ever put enough wood on a fire where the fire is actually satisfied. Satan is like a fire. And there's nothing that we're going to ever do that is going to ultimately satisfy Satan. And these demon-possessed vessels of Satan that operate through death cults like Islam are a great example of wanting to legalize the most evil perversions on the planet. See, this is the type of stuff they would say if Sharia law became the law of the land. Well, we can do this. Look, it's in our it's in our unholy writings. It's it's our 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 imams and and all these people said that this was okay. So you can't blame us. This is our religion. How dare you judge us? Even if it violates the rights of little babies. It goes on to say, this girl will not count as one of his four permanent wives. And the man will not be eligible to marry the girl's sister. Oh boy, there's another amazing concession. And and well, I mean, the girl's not going to count as one of his. Four, she's not good enough, evidently, because he's defiled her as a baby. So, she's not going to count as one of his four permanent wives. If these aren't, if this isn't the sickest death cult on the planet, I don't know what is. I really don't. As far as mass the, the mass amount of people that i mean we're talking what is like a third of the world's population close to it or a quarter it's a lot you could say well yeah well satanists are yeah but there is such a fraction it's, it's an infinitesimal fraction compared to the numbers the sheer numbers of of people that are Isla, uh, islamic i'm not saying they're all doing this but you know what? I don't see them doing all of these supposed moderate Muslims. Why aren't they marching in the street against this perversion? Do you ever see them throwing big, big, huge stadium things and marching in the street against all of the evil that Islam... No, I never see that. They just sit back and quietly let it happen while stealth jihad... They, they let the guys on the front lines kind of, you know, break that, break that new uh, barrier. But, you know... They're all, as far as I'm concerned, they're all silent. They're, they're still participants in it. They're condoning it. They're, they're doing nothing to stop it. A lot of them are cheering like you wouldn't believe under maybe the facade of being better or, oh, how dare you, and, and, and all of Islam's a religion of peace and all this other stuff. It's all a facade. Those same, when, when, you get, when, you're in, when you get into this death cult, you cannot tell me 
that the same devils that aren't in the people at ISIS aren't to a certain extent the same devils that are inhabiting some lukewarm Muslim. They just aren't as hardcore. They haven't maybe got taken root as hard yet. Maybe they don't have quite as many devils, but there are, these devils are related. They are associated with Islam. And pretty soon somebody that said, oh, I would never do such a thing. He's a Muslim and is doing such a thing. So many atrocities are committed on a daily basis by this death cult. Defies the imagination. The, the fact that this, that this, that Islam is even permitted to exist is just incomprehensible in a supposedly civilized world. This should be done away with. This should be outlawed. Because you are committing literal, heinous, hardcore, felony type of crimes against other human beings as part of your religious practice. See, that's where you draw the line. Christians, you know, particularly if they're abiding by the Bible, do not do that. There's even a lot of other lukewarm denominations or even cults out there that aren't really harming people like on a on a physical level like genital mutilation like raping and sodomizing young children like beheading the infidels like raping and pillaging wherever they go and in in selling women off in sex slavery stuff like that they're not or, or, or wherever they take over in europe they're just absolutely raping decimating the um the women that are in these populations i mean look at sweden i've talked a lot about sweden so see that's the difference so then he goes on to say at the end of this quote it is better for a girl to marry at such a time when she would begin menstruation at her husband's house rather than her father's home any father marrying his daughter so young will have a permanent place in hell uh, i'm sorry heaven he said heaven, I said hell. So in other words, these undivinely inspired writings of this devil Ayatollah saying this, who openly bragged about, you know, sleeping with little girls, and then I've told the story several times. He has the audacity, and this shows you the spirit that is motivating his wicked, twisted, forked tongue by saying any father marrying his daughter so young will have a permanent place in heaven. <laughs> so they're encouraged you. You're a good Muslim by marrying your daughter. Pretty much, you know, the way I'm kind of getting this, the younger the better. It means he's saying a man can have sexual pleasure from a child as young as a baby. That's how he starts this out. So... What am I to think? These devil dads actually think they're going to get a better place in heaven by putting their daughter out to a pedophile, which they probably are anyway. You know, the dad was probably a pedophile, and it's a pedophilic religion. We're talking some really sick, depraved stuff here. I'm marking evil, is what we're doing. We're looking at this. Where was this said? I can't even read you the name of this book that he wrote that this came out of. It's, it's here. It's the fourth edition from 1990. There's a link to the source. There's a link to the whole thing if you want to read the whole thing. That's just one quote. So here we have a picture of some disgusting, depraved, looks like islamic mullah literally taking a looks to be a six-year-old boy and he's in a group of men and he is passionately kissing this kid in a crowd looks like a way you would kiss like your wife you know who you, you had just married on the dance floor i've got a picture right here of him doing this a man with a little boy 
This is Islam. I told you about the Dancing Boys of Afghanistan. You don't believe this kind of garbage goes on? Look it up. It was a BBC documentary. It's well known. They weren't trying to hide it. I've reported on this over and over again. All of the pedophilia that men, the sexual desires that these Islamic men start to feel toward little boys. Make them dress up like women. They make them put on the little, like, they're in a harem and stuff and all, and make them dance and dress up like women. The, the documentary, I mean, you had a, like a literally packed full of room of these disgusting, depraved pig Islamic devils in this room drooling over little boy after little boy that would come in there and dance like a woman. What, what, what is wrong with you demon-possessed vessels of Satan? I mean, you are so demon-possessed to the toenails, I don't even know what to do told you the story about how the 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 cab drivers i think it was either in afghanistan or pakistan and they were going around openly bragging about how they would you know when they had breaks they'd go in there and they would rape the little um they called them like street kids street urchins rape the little boys that was just kind of what they did in their free time because i guess they viewed them as whatever and they could do whatever they want great religion i'll tell you great great religion good people you know the best. So the the caption by the picture of this disgusting pig kissing this this little boy, and it's not like a kiss on a cheek, it's right on the mouth. Is this the real Islam? Is this the real Islam that they're trying to keep secret? Yes, it is. That's why I had it right at the very start of this report today. I don't know how much longer we're going to have the free freedom to, to actually put this stuff out there. The way that they're pumping legislation through... We got a Muslim president. The way that they're putting legislation through for the gay agenda, for the Islamic agenda, we're going to be looking at that today. Our days of free speech are numbered. I know my days on the internet are numbered. So you know what? I'm just going to go go full bore. I'm not going to hold back because I'm afraid. Whatever. If they kill me, absent for the bodies to be present with the Lord. I'm not asking to die. But I cannot in good conscience stay silent when I see this garbage going on. Yeah, Taylor just made the point that that same little boy that this old devil is kissing passionately, he would have no problem putting a little pipe bomb on his back and sending him into some cafe in Israel and blowing himself up. All in the name of Allah, he was a good little martyr. They do this with little kids. They use them as for, for that, you know, that's one of their tactics. I told you, like, when they were launching the, um, Israel, the, the rockets into Israel from Palestine, they would literally do it where they had all these little Muslim kids gathered around where the rockets were being launched from, knowing that Israel would be able to pinpoint where the rockets were being launched from, and praying to Allah that they would attack that very spot so that all those kids would be blown up and then they could put that all over the news and say look what the wicked wicked jews did to us when all the jews were doing is self-defense most of the time the jews figured it out i'm not saying israel's perfect or, or 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 puritanical or that there's not wicked people at the top of the food chain there okay i'm not saying that but this is a whole level of evil i've never ever really seen on a mass scale like this or they would launch the rockets from hospitals that were full of patients that were already injured in Palestine, hoping that Israel would retaliate against the where the rockets would be launched from the hospital so they could blow everybody up and say, look at how wicked in Israel. This is the type of tactics they use. There's nothing that these, these savages won't do. Nothing. There's no line they won't cross. There's no depravity they won't participate in. The false prophet Muhammad was a pedophile, a child molester, a rapist, a racist, a fascist, an extreme liar, and a murderer of Jews and Christians. So in reality, since he started this pagan death cult, none of this information should really surprise us if we think about it. The prophet wrote, and this is um, from the uh, Hadith, this is, the, now the, um, this is in Bukhari 7.62.88. Bukhari, 
this is how it got its name. It's, it's one of their unholy writings. Bukhari was a Persian Islamic scholar who authored the Hadith collection known as Sahih al-Bukhari, regarded by Sunni Muslims as one of the most authentic of all Hadith compilations. Okay, This is right up there with the Quran. It says in Bukhari 7.62.88 that the Prophet wrote the marriage contract with Aisha while she was six years old and consummated his marriage with her while she was nine years old, and she remained with him for nine years until his death. That was his favorite wife. He openly admitted to sleeping with this little girl when she was nine, and he married her when she was six, and they've got ways around of, of uh, that whole consummating the marriage thing. There was probably a whole lot done before that, and that was his favorite wife. So, hey, if that's, your, if that's the guy that, that you look up to, if that's the guy you have, whatever, hanging on a wall or your your dude you pray to or you whatever deity or you know shouldn't surprise you when you see all this wicked evil behavior dr salih bin fazan a cleric in saudi arabia's highest religious council has reportedly issued a fatwa asserting that there is no minimum age for marriage and that girls can be married even if they are in the cradle well that would work really good with that last proclamation the Ayatollah way back had written that we just read about a baby being able to have sex. That, that, that's, that works real good for, for these devils, I guess. When you combine the two. According to Front Page, and this is all linked, all of this is straight from news reports, appearing in the Saudi Arabian papers on July 13th, a fatwa compl complains that Uninformed, this is so unbelievable, uninformed interference with Sharia rulings by the press and journalists is on the increase. Now this is bad, what they're saying, because we're interfering with the Sharia rulings. They're on the increase, okay? Posing dire consequences to society. What are the dire consequences that they're saying? Oh, well, here's what they are, including their interference with the question of marriage to small girls who have not reached maturity and their demand that a minimum age be set for girls to marry. These sick pig devils are basically saying here that because journalists, some journalists um, and the press is complaining about these Sharia rulings, this is posing dire consequences because these wicked devils won't be able to marry these wee little girls and commit all of the sexual debauchery on them if they're exposed that's what they're complaining about they have the audacity to say it's posing dire consequences it's posing dire consequences if this isn't called out because this this type of behavior defiles the land that is being committed and it literally brings a curse on the land you can't sacrifice little children you can't rape them you can't do all the stuff and not have it literally bring a curse on the land that's why satan wants them to do it he wants the land to be cursed. He wants everything to be defiled. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy, right? Well, what better religion than Islam? They do all that. That's their goal constantly. Then it goes on to say, this um, cleric says, Fazan insists that nowhere in Sharia, nowhere does Sharia set an age limit for marrying girls. <laughs> so you can... You can marry him in the cradle, according to him. Front page reports that the point of the fatwa is not so much that girls as young as nine can follow Muhammad's example and have sexual intercourse, but there is, in fact, no age limit at all for the children to be taken as, as wives. And as ISIS, as Islam gains a bigger foothold in the world at large, you're going to see more and more of this behavior. You're going to start to see that age limit come down officially. You're going to start seeing them, you know, marrying babies in the cradle. The most extreme forms of pedophilia are going to actually be out in the open. I'm not saying this stuff isn't going on right now, but it'll be out in the open and sanctioned under Sharia law. That's what they want. It's just like the gays wanting legalized marriage. It 
what it does, they want validation for their wicked, they want legal validation for their wicked behavior. They're craving to have, and then when it's legal, then they could say, oh, you devil Christians, how dare you? You're, you're, you're interfering with, with um, the law now. You need to die. You need to be put in jail at bare minimum. We have every right in the world to come after you because you're preventing us pr from practicing our devil death cult religion. You're interfering with us, raping and defiling our children at the earliest possible age. How dare you, Christians? That's what they really want. That's why they're doing all this. They want this legally validated. And if you don't believe me, then keep listening. Because that's what we're talking about today. This whole sanctioning and legalization of wickedness. It's what their goal is for everything. Whether it's the gays, whether whatever form of evil behavior. Front page asserts that only the only question posed by the cleric is whether the child is literally physically capable of bearing the weight of her new husband slash molester. That's the only that's the only uh, caveat, evidently, in this Islamic uh, fatwa that they're talking about here. She's got to be able to physically capable of bearing the weight of her of her new husband. And you know, I bet with these with these demon possessed devils, that that's going to be real subjective. <laughs> Oh, the husband's, oh, sure she can. Yeah. Hell awaits, my man. Hell awaits. Hell awaits. And then the lake of fire. That's what you have to look forward to. Mr. Muslim man doing this kind of garbage. And then everyone else condoning it as far as I'm concerned. You don't sanction wickedness. There's, there, there, there's, there's no... There's no, obviously no Bible for it. And it, 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 I, there's a picture of this guy. I mean, they are the most wicked, evil-looking devils. I can't even hardly stand to look at, especially these Muslim-like clerics and imams and those dudes. I, I mean... <laughs> I just get real righteous and indignant when I even see their faces half the time. I know what they're doing behind closed I mean, they're openly admitting what they're doing behind closed doors. These devils don't deserve to take another breath on this planet, much less go on operating unchecked in this plane of existence. Folks, Faz, Fazan reportedly illustrates this point by quoting Batal's authoritative religious text, which reads, quote, Islam interpreters have agreed that it is permissible for fathers to marry off their small daughters, even if they are in the cradle. But it is not permissible for their husbands to have sex with them unless they are capable of being placed beneath and bearing the weight of the men. And their capability in this regard varies based on their nature and capacity. Aisha was six when she married the prophet Muhammad, but he had sex with her when she was nine, i.e. she was deemed capable at that point. <laughs> Total demonic insanity. This is straight from their own stuff. You're make no, I'm not making any of this stuff up. Click on the PDF for 525-2015, contendingfortruth.com. It's free. Click on the links. Explore this for yourself. After reading that, you can understand that men in the Islamic culture, the, uh, that men in Islamic culture consider boys and girls and women to be their quote property and not a person. And can you believe the greatest cheerleaders of these perverts are increasingly becoming the liberal press and our liberal politicians? Because they won't say a word against any of this. 
Okay, now stay with me. The goal of the Muslim Brotherhood and all of its minions is world domination, right? Yeah. Worldwide Caliphate, the Sharia law, um, jihad, holy war against the infidels. That's their, they've stated that. Drive Israel into the sea, kill every man, woman, and child that's an infidel. Rape, pillage their way to wherever they're going to go to world domination. Yeah, 100%. That's the goal of Islam. That is to instate Sharia law in every country. That's how it'll have to come about first, though. Legalization of evil, of this wicked behavior. We are seeing this in America right now. The Islamization of Dearborn, Michigan, which is starting to be known as Dearbornistan, like Pakistan, Dearbornistan. It is so blatant that Americans tread lightly there now. And some are in a constant state of fear where, I mean, I'm sure they've got no-go zones there probably where you can't go unless you want to take the risk of getting killed. They got them all over in Europe. Those are areas where they've already, I'm sure, probably got their own little Sharia courts set up and a lot of stuff goes on behind closed doors our government doesn't know about and probably really doesn't care to know about. I'm not saying everybody. I'm not saying everybody in the government's bad. I'm, I'm just saying, listen, somebody let them come in there in the first place. Somebody let them set up shop in the first place. They're bringing them in here on purpose. I've told you, I mean, we talked about that in the recent studies, how they are, this is a gigantic part of Obama's plan is to get as many of these radicalized Muslims into this country and they're bringing them over here in droves from Syria from like um was it the sudan all these places and they're doing it on purpose to destroy the country from within the more numbers they have you know obviously the more more momentum they're going to be able to generate the more you know muscle they're going to have behind their movement so we are seeing this in America right now, um, and uh, we are seeing in Texas that same dynamic in Texas as well. There are outcries by Americans, but the Islamists are bound and determined to see America with Sharia law in all 50 states. But in order to achieve this lofty goal of Sharia law, something must be done about those pesky pedophilia laws in every state. How can you possibly make child rape acceptable? Well, liberals will always try to find a way. This is their liberal playbook, at least in part. Number one, make evil relatable and sympathetic by making the public think that the evil behavior is hardwired into certain people's genetics. So obviously they can't be held responsible for that behavior. Number two, suggest that the understanding that understanding the evil will prevent it from committing more abuses. So you see, this is the newest liberal goal. They must make pedophilia acceptable, not a crime. These devils are so pro-Muslim slash Sharia law and jihad, they are willing to allow these twisted animalistic perverts to hurt our children for the sake of their greater of the great cause. The liberals are completely duped into believing that the jihadist Muslims love them because they speak for them. Well, they're evil. And I've just noticed over and over again that if you're part of any kind of wicked evil movement, even if one wicked movement is hurting another, like the Muslims um, throwing like the gays off the buildings and beheading them and do all this, you, do you hear any kind of gay outcry at all from them? No, there's none. Why? Because you know what? Ultimately, if they were all wearing the same jersey in, in a big satanic football game they would all be on team satan they're all on the same team you know you got the pro-death crowd want to you know abort your baby at you know whenever in in the abortion crowd you got the gays and they're pretty much all on the same team you know have you ever seen have you ever seen gays marching in a pro-life parade think about that i, I never have isn't that weird isn't that funny why? Because they're given over to a reprobate mind, the Bible says in Romans 1. To do those things that are not convenient or apt or fitting. No, they're on team evil. They're on team Satan. So they're not going to speak against another team member, even if that other team member's bashing their brains in. Burying them alive. 
You know, where are the feminazis when you have all of these atrocities going on against Muslim women or, or Muslim little girls? Where are the feminazis? Like Hitlery. Hillary. Where are they at? Oh, well, they're nowhere to be found because they're all on Team Evil. So, ultimately, it just goes to show you the hypocrisy of these devil groups. They don't care about righteousness or justice. They only care about their brand of twisted, disgusting, evil morality that they would try to push so that they can get their own way and have their sin sanctioned and legalized so that anyone that speaks against it can be thrown into the the jail or ultimately killed. So I just, I, I love pointing out hypocrisy when, when I see it, and there's so much when we talk about these, these subjects. What a surprise it will be when the liberal press and politicians are thrown to their knees and hear the word submit or die by the Islamists. All we can do at this point is get on our knees and pray to the Lord God that he might give America one more chance. Personally, I believe it's too late. Well, collectively, yeah, I mean, the, the, the churches basically gelded from what i can see you got you've got the 501c3 corporate church of america that is literally yoked up with the government what do you expect it's yoked up with the same wicked government enacting these laws it's beholden to that same government it pushes romans 13 a twisted interpretation of it that submit to the government do whatever they say even if it totally contradicts the word of god what do you expect of course yeah one one lady commented on this report and she said connie says sharia law is already being used in court proceedings in some states if you get a minute google sharia law used in court proceedings that was the phrase several articles uh, will be put up on about different cases that are already being so we're already seeing this then you have this dynamic going on which further bolsters the rabidness the aggressiveness of wanting to get this legalized obama who is a muslim who was raised a muslim was put in that position for a reason i know he's a lot of other things too rabbit homosexual muslim um pothead from from high school and you know liar thief you name it communist marxist i get it you know um most pro-abortion president slash senator ever on record but he was put there for that reason to really, really super, to, to, to really let the Muslims start really, really, really coming in and infiltrating, putting people in all of these czar positions that he did and all these high positions in government that'll, and see, Bush couldn't have got away with that. Bush, I'm not saying Bush is any less evil, but he, and they're all on the same team. It's called Team Satan. All those, all bloodlines is the only way you get into that position. You're pre-selected at a time. Bush was a skull and boneser. Um, Obama's a Prince Hall, I think, 32nd degree Freemason. Um, a lot of it has to do with bloodlines, why you get in there. This stuff is predetermined, and they're all sold out to Satan, every one of them. But there's never been a president ever in the history of America that's, that's worked more wickedness, overt outright in your face wickedness than this devil we've got in office now none nobody could even compare to this guy as far as i can say so here we have muslims to hold a united capital hill uh day here the u.s council of muslim organizations or the uscmo now this was actually this was announced last december i just wanted to clarify that okay it was the announced last December, but it actually took place on April 13th of this year. So this just took place uh, a little over a month ago, okay, the actual thing. But they announced it back in December. U, uh, U.S. Council of Muslim Organizations, or the USCMO, a coalition of leading national and local American Muslim organizations, announced plans to host a first-of-its-kind National Muslim Day on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., on april 13th 
2015. So again, it was a little over a month ago. Expected to draw hundreds of Muslim delegates from across the nation. This one-day event is open to representatives of all national, state, and local Muslim organizations. Uh, the event is designed to connect national, regional, and state Muslim organizations, community members with more than one-third of the, of the U.S. House of Representatives and half of the Senate. Advocacy Day issues will focus on the domestic priorities of the American Muslim community. Because, see, we need to know about what do the Muslims need? How can we meet their devil needs? You know, I kind of set the tone in the first report about a lot of the, the needs that the men have on the sexual perversion side. And so it, I do, I mean, I can, we could all agree that it's important that America meets the needs of the Muslim communities that are here. Mr. Jamal, Secretary General of the USCMO, says we encourage the Muslim American community to participate in this unique opportunity to meet with their legislatures and experience the democratic process firsthand. Muslim communities frequently host state uh, days, uh, advocacy days in state capitals nationwide, but American Muslims have never held a unified national event in Washington, D.C. See, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. This is an important step in promoting greater Muslim political engagement and stronger ties with Congress. That's just what we need, them having some, some stronger ties in high political circles so that they can act more and more wicked and evil legislation that will literally ultimately ban Christianity. Because you know they'll always pick Islam over Christianity. We particularly look forward to moving the needle. This is their own statement. Moving the needle in the nation's capital on issues that impact American Muslims. Yeah, like child pedophilia and rape. That's, that's the kind of needle you want moved, right? You sick devils. Deep down, you know that's exactly what you want. Yeah, that's exactly what you want. Have every perversion that you could ever indulge in sanctioned and licensed and legalized by whatever government that you set yourself, though you don't recognize the government, and that's clear, you're just playing nice, and it's this big facade, and you've openly admitted that in your own writings. It's called stealth jihad. But you'll put on that facade in order to appease the infidels for a time. Until then, you get to the point where you can, you know, put the sword across their neck and say, convert or die, if you even give them that opportunity. And then you can rape their, their women and children, too, because the, uh, Islam sanctions all that, and probably their little boys. Because that's how you, you roll, Islam. That is Islam. I think I've proven that. This is what we're dealing with here. So my comment here is they mean moving the needle towards Sharia law. Pedophilia of both genders, child brides and rape, genital mutilation of their daughters, oppression of women, beheadings for infidels, and mainly Christians, and every other disgusting, vile, unclean behavior they teach and live by. That's what they mean by moving the needle. Then this next this this report came out in conjunction with it. This was from March of March twenty third of this year. It says an umbrella organization that represents leading American Muslim civil liberties, human rights, faith, and cultural organizations sent a letter today to former Governor Jeb Bush and his Right to Rise PAC, requesting that Jordan Sekulow be uh, removed from his position as senior advisor to the PAC because of his long history of supporting anti-Muslim legislation and Islamophobic causes. Yeah, label me as anti-Muslim and Islamophobic as you want to label me because I am at the I am at the most pegged needle, and I proudly admit it. Yes, I am against your wicked devil death cult in every stinking thing it represents. So label me that. Whatever. Wickedness is wickedness. And you are pure wickedness. So now they're trying to put pressure on people in high governmental office like Jeb Bush. And I'm not endorsing Jeb Bush, but, you know, 
trying to, to see what they can get away with by putting all this political pressure on these people so that there's no um, verbal or political dissent against Islam. Remember, they're just trying to scratch and claw their way you know, into um, imposing their agenda on the world. And this is how they do it. This is, this is a game battle plan that they have for every single country they infest every country they infest they grow like a cancer unless the country takes steps to stomp out the cancer and get it out of there and the countries that have taken steps against this and these wicked devils have have had amazing results i, I believe uh, is it finland or one of those norwegian countries did something recently and it made this gigantic improvement they they got um, they got rid of a whole bunch of uh, Muslims that were, um, and I put the report out, but I just can't recall it right off the top of my head. But it was it was it was instant, instant. So again, this is a big satanic plan to defile every country that they are inserted into. That's all Islam is capable of doing is defiling countries and and um, spreading its wickedness. There is no good. In Islam just evil so now let's go further here uh, I got a little bit more time left on this recording um, now we're going to get into the whole we kind of talked about the pedophilia aspect which does heavily relate into what we were talking about with Islam but um, a series of, of reports on the uh, gay bisexual transgender lesbian agenda the first report is three men in a bed world's first three-way gay marriage we've got this is from march 13th of this year there's a news there is news this week that a squalid shameful story in sorid the first three three-way marriage with many more sexual debacles to follow is to the detriment of society marriage and the family survived six thousand years yet in the last 60 years both have been damaged denigrated almost destroyed however marriage should be the most cherished and important institution in society since by establishing marriage, God provided for the continuance of the human race. The biblical continuance. Okay? Marriage is a safe haven on a tempestuous sea of troubles, trials, and temptations, and has been known for thousands of years to, the civil, uh, to have a civilizing effect on men. Men, have been men who have traditionally been... I'm sorry. Men have been known traditionally to, quote, clean up their act when they took a wife many times. Marriage also tends to protect women and children physically, emotionally, and financially. Now comes the first trio wedding with three blushing grooms. They have much to blush about. Three of the men in Thailand were married in a Buddhist ceremony on Valentine's Day, no less. One of them said, Some people may not agree and are probably amazed by our decision, but we believe many people do understand and accept our choice. Love is love. After all, oh yeah, that's why the, 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 um, <laughs> the, I, I don't even want to call it divorce rate because God wouldn't recognize it as a marriage, but the fidelity rate of gay males in particular, and lesbians as well, but gay males are the worst, is, is the biggest joke on the planet. I've reported on the average, uh, statistics. To, I mean, they, they would make like the most, uh, feral, um, terrible alley cat blush i mean we're talking they are oh they're terrible there is no such thing as fidelity in gay relationship i mean the gays admit this that even right on i've reported i've done the reports and then you you couple that with the fact that the average gay male lifespan is 39 years old and the bible talks about the wicked should not live out half their days 39 years old, average lifespan of gay men worldwide. Oh, but there's, there's, that's just a big fat coincidence. Big fat coincidence. No, be sure your sin will find you out. You reap what you sow. The wicked should not live out half their days. It's biblical. You cannot participate in wickedness. And expect to live to a ripe old age. It's going to catch up with you. And it does. 39 years old. Wow. Bad news. 
This report goes on to say, no, it is perversion, it is an abomination, an outrage, wickedness, a scandal, an indignity, a dishonor, a crime, and a travesty, etc. Many years ago, we stepped onto the slippery slope where, when the Bible was rejected and men vetoed thousands of years of morality, decency, and common sense. Now we have slid into a cesspool and are fighting to stay afloat. The happy trio are named Art, Bell, and Joke. Joke, that's a great name. Art is a weird distortion of reality. Bell is cracked as a cheap dinner plate. And joke, well, joke is a joke without being funny. A three-way wedding has already happened in America. However, it was not officially legal. Because remember, it's all about getting legalization for their wickedness. Because see, then if it's legal, then oh, see, now we're, now we're legit. You know, this isn't sin. Because the Bible says it's legal. It doesn't matter what the, the government says. All matters what the Word of God says. But see, they think they think that 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 you know that means that the Bible has no merit. They won't think it in hell. If there if there are no parameters, then anything goes. That will include polygamy, one man with multiple wives, or polyandry, one woman with multiple husbands, or polyamory, polyamory which is multiple and simultaneous sexual relationships or promiscuity, jumping from bed to bed like a deranged jackrabbit, and perversion. Promiscuity has long been accepted and now comes along polygamy, polyandry, polymory, and perversion. If there is no eternal standard, then a man has a legal and moral right to marry his goat or computer since there is no right and wrong. And I literally saw there was a report on that one thing where the guy was literally trying to petition to marry his computer. And then there was that creepy, I saw the trailer for this movie, this creepy movie about this guy, like, falling in love with, like, I don't know if it was, like, this, I, like, this woman in his computer, but it was all computer-generated stuff. It was, like, a woman generated into his computer, and he had fallen in love, and then, oh, my word. It was some movie. It was a trailer. I don't know, I don't know any more about it, but I was like, you know, never ends. The wickedness just never ends. What a fun time to be alive, I'll tell you. So, in fact, if there is no acceptable standard of right and wrong, then pedophilia would be considered normal if some professors and psychologists have their way. Absolutely. And this is what we're moving toward. I've talked to you before about NAMBLA, the North American Man-Boy Love Association. Oh, it's real. Yeah. Well, that's what they want to be mainstream. That's what Kinsey's research was all based in. That devil that shaped a lot of the, helped to shape a lot of, uh, I believe, um, psychological, psychiatric textbooks and things of this nature. The guy was a total slimy, stinking pedophile and condoned it but tried to put this clinical veneer on it just key up kinsey on youtube kinsey pervert all in the name of science it's what i'm telling you, it's the way they're going it's the way they want to bring it satan wants to defile the little ones as, as young as he can get them defiled it's near and dear to his black cold wicked heart and that's why there's such a push for this. Then we have AB. This is the next report. Let me see if I don't have enough. Ooh, I don't have enough time for this. Uh, now nah, I don't want to try to get this in there. I'll, I'll, I'm going to end part one here, and we will go to part two next and continue. Scott Johnson's 1,000-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 
2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.